Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Without further ado, here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and the Grow Group. And we are on another exciting edition of The Grow Show, powered by Steel. And unless you live under a rock, uh, you should know who this fine gentleman next to me is. This is my partner. This is Vince Torchia, our vice president at The Grow Group. Vince, welcome to The Grow Show. Yeah, I'm already happy to be here. And I guess you should welcome me to The Grow Show, too, (laughs) right? right. Because we both team up on this. So we're in the Steel Studios here today at Grunder Landscaping Company. And we're putting out another edition of The Grow Show And today, Vince, this could almost be like a conversation you and I have had on an airplane when we're flying someplace, when we're prepping for grow, when we are debriefing about one of our ACE visits and, you know, what we like about the ACEs, where we see ACEs that are struggling or where we see contractors that are struggling, or we speak to an audience, you know, comments we get, and it's all about a growth mindset. And you and I have been pretty hot on this now for probably about five years, has a growth mindset being a very big determinant in one's personal and professional success. Why is that the case? It's funny that you say that because I think just for me personally and the conversations that we've had, there's probably nothing as impactful for me, not only as a business leader or business owner, but as a person, as understanding, learning, and seeing more about what this growth mindset or outward mindset is. And without getting too far ahead of ourselves, it's really just that you got to look internal before you look external exactly. and think, what am I doing or not doing that's getting me these results? What am I doing or not doing that, that is making me fulfilled or happy? What am I doing or not doing that's gotten me the position I am right now? Yeah. Where I think you and I, as you discussed, see some people always looking at someone else or something else to blame when... As we've all learned, it really all starts with you. It's not the who, it's the what. Absolutely right. And I think to your point, when we have first seen this and then saw it in action with companies, it's like the first thing that we can pick up on if someone has one or doesn't have one and what and how that's limiting them is really what it comes down to. And it's almost like you're like a doctor and you're watching their performance and you're like, well, I can see what's wrong with this person. They're blaming everybody else. You know, it's a, it's a, you've heard the story, but it merits repeating here, and it's a funny story. I'm going to change the names to protect the, the innocence of the individual. He's a guy that comes to grow. He's been, he's been working. He's been coming to grow now for over 20 years. He's a really nice guy. He may be listening to the grow show, Vince. He might not even remember he said this, right. although I think he does. Yeah. So I went in to see him, and he said, uh, Marty, do you ever feel like you're surrounded by idiots? And I said, oh, well, not really. What do you mean? He's like, well, I feel like I'm surrounded by idiots. Like, you know, I come in here and and these guys do this and these gals do this and they're just a bunch of idiots. You don't feel that way? I'm like, no, I I, I don't feel like I'm surrounded by idiots. And I'm going to change his name. I said, George, I said, let me, let me make sure I understand this right. And you know where I'm going. You feel as though you're surrounded by idiots. Yes, definitely. I said, okay. And you're the person here that hires all the idiots, correct? And he says, yes, but I said, no, 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 hang on a second. I said, you're surrounded by idiots. 
you're the person that hires the idiots. World according to Marty, wham, new yep. new new it's acronym Marty. we have. That would therefore make you an idiot. And he kind of looked at me and he shook his head and he smiled and he said, I understand what you're saying. And I said, well, what am I saying? He's like, I'm the problem. I said, yeah, you are the problem. And Vince, you know, that might be hard for some people to grapple. When I was your age, quite frankly, I don't think I could handle that the way. I give you so much credit for your maturity and, and the observation that you have and the emotional intelligence you have. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter whose fault it is, no, does it? right. Not at all. It really matters. How are we not going to let this happen again? Right. Where did a breakdown happen? What did I do or not do? And the same questions can be asked for the other person. And let's get the solutions, right, right? Absolutely. And I think the older I get, the closer I am to my, you know, I'm on the other side of termination is what I like to say. <laughs> right. Because I'm 55. I don't think I'm going to live to be 110. So yeah. I'm certainly more than half done with my life. And it just seems like running around trying to be a prosecutor and gathering evidence as to who did what and all the reasons, yes, sometimes you need to do that. If something was stolen or some area like that, I right. get it. But the majority of the issues that we run into, they're people, they're situations. And there's when you do the root cause analysis, you kind of look that there's a lot of factors that went into this. You know, a few years ago, you and I were on a morning rollout and it was an epic one. It was miserable. Right. And I remember being there with you. And when we went back to the airport to go home, we were we just we had like an epiphany that a smooth morning rollout was really indicative of a very, very well-run company. And we have been to companies where we've seen the growth mindset fully at, at play Absolutely. with the rollout and how everybody is moving together. Have you seen other examples of like, let's talk about good examples of growth mindset. Have you seen that? Or what comes to mind when you're talking about growth mindset that we can help our listeners with? I think to your point, operations is one big bucket, but I think people is as big of a bucket. And I think when we see companies and individuals that operate with a growth mindset, they operate by first saying, any deficiency that my team has that works with me is my fault before it's their fault. Yeah. If they're not hitting their sales goal, if their hours are not correct on their jobs, if we haven't been hitting our marketing plan or hitting our administration plan the way we want to do it, have what have we done or right. not done to set them up for right. better success? Right. Right. So we look at ourselves first with team members as well, because then you get in this kind of raging river of people, as you would describe it, where you're constantly just have a revolving door of people coming and going because you're never learning lessons yourself. And right. you think the next hire is going to be better. You assume, well, I'll get rid of Marty and I'll go hire Tim. And Tim will be better than Marty when you have not changed the onboarding program. You have not yeah. changed the job description. You have not changed the one-on-one you have. You haven't slowed down enough to train them, to work Correct. with them. Right. So instead of you just kind of living in this perpetual hope that the next person is going to be better, so well the next job is going to be better, the next event's going to be better, you've never just slowed down and said, whoa, 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 I'm in the insanity loop when I'm not changing my behavior and I'm expecting everything else to change. So I think people is a huge opportunity where we like to say, just get them in a box, hold them accountable, and they will come your way, or they may just choose to leave yeah. your organization. But giving people all the tools they have to be successful before just, again, ripping the cord on them. So let me ask you this. So there's leaders and owners listening to the Grow Show Powered by Steel. You and I have this figured out. You know, when we have issues in the Grow Group where things don't go well, newsflash, not everything goes perfect at the Grow Group or the Grunder Landscaping Company right. or Grunder Green, yep. okay? 
we have you and I can almost finish each other's sentences because like we're already scanning like okay what did I do or not do that got us these results that I don't want well you know what I should have been more clear about what I did I brushed over the details I think oftentimes leaders go too fast they're intimidating they're not real good at reading nonverbal body language they're dumping something on someone and then they're disappointed in and how they did things. Let me share real quick another lesson that many of you have heard, but there's three reasons people don't do what we want and need them to do. Mm -hmm. The first reason is we haven't properly trained or equipped them. And that is always the first place that you should look. Why? Yeah, because it starts with you. Right. Have I done or not done to set them up for success? Right. Yeah. And in the companies that you work with, what happens when you encounter a leader that is doesn't look at them being the problem first? Yeah, they, they go into this complete mode of, well, the next person will be better and I'm around idiots yeah. and I'm not around people right. that are smart and oh, poor me. And uh, this is this is not my fault. Right. I've, I've hired these people. They got to do their job. Right. It doesn't work. The really successful people that we work with, and sometimes we'll say funny things like requesting permission to treat the witness as hostile, which is my nice way of saying, hey, listen, I'm going to jam it on you. Yeah. You got to listen to me. But when we get pushback with excuses, then we know we don't have a growth mindset present, Absolutely basically. Right. And we got we got to help this yeah. entrepreneur, this leader get better. So the first reason is they haven't been properly equipped or trained. The second reason is they just plain don't have the capacity to do the job. Would I be a good sales manager? No. Why? Because you're a great salesperson, but you don't have the week-to-week no. detail that has to happen. No, for I'm not a managers. data analytics guy. No. Yeah. I like... Sales comes easy to me. Yeah. So like I go from here to here. What do you mean? Well, why didn't you just call them? Why don't you write them a note? Why don't you go see if they play golf? Right. Well, you know, we work next door. Why don't you ask them? And they're just like looking at me like, what? Why don't you make a doctor's appointment so you can yeah. go see them? And right. Sign you're you're, you're, you're yeah. too much, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, a, I'm not a good sales manager, folks. I'm not. Yeah. Um. So we often see that to simplify it. That's like taking your right fielder, putting them at shortstop. At the end of the fourth inning, they have three errors. Why? Yeah, they're not a shortstop. They're not a shortstop, yeah. but you did that. We see that in companies. We see it. We have seen it three ways. We've seen it where somebody's promoted because of their last name. Well, it's my son. I'm going to promote him. Well, your son may be a wonderful person, but they may not be capable of doing that job. And that's a problem. So it's a capacity. So they didn't get properly trained or equipped. They don't have the capacity to do the job. And then what's the last reason? They have a bad attitude. A bad attitude. Yeah. And folks, that's the most dangerous one in all organizations because a smart person with a bad attitude is a cancer in a company. So we just give you those. That should be a filter that you run through when a situation is presented to yourself that, hey, I don't like what happened here. Well, was it because you didn't properly train or equip them? Always the first one, folks. Okay, no, I have. I've been working with them. Do they have the capacity to do the job? I know they're your son. I know they're your daughter. I know they're your college buddy, but maybe they can't do that. You know, um, I would not be a good person to be a sales manager. You would not be a good construction production operations right. manager. Yeah, Why? No experience doing it. That's not what you do. No, right. Okay. So, and I think the older you get, and maybe it's not age, Vince. Maybe it's like the wiser you get. It seems to me that you understand when you admit what your faults are, all well by knowing what you do well. Like, I know I'm lights out at some stuff. You know right. that too. That you grow. And like, look, I'm not good at that. I, I, I'm i sorry. I'm not very good at that. Don't put me in that area. So you weren't properly trained or equipped. You didn't have the capacity or you have a bad attitude. That's a good filter, folks. But let's get back on the growth mindset. 
What else, what other attributes of a growth mindset can we share with the folks today on the growth? Yeah, show? we'll give you some questions to think about that whenever you encounter a situation, you can always go back to these questions. The first question is always, what did I do or not do? Right. That's our first question we're going to ask ourselves. Did I set expectations? Was I clear? Did I have the right people involved? But first question is always, what did I do or not do? Second question's always got to be, okay, now that I've answered that first question, what are we doing about it now? Right. Not who is to blame, but what are we doing about it? We got to update the process. We got to update the checklist. That should be a meeting. That needs to be in writing. That should not be a phone call because I'm driving down the road and you called me and I think I got everything you told me, but I didn't, right? right. So let's not think we can do that over a phone call anymore. But the second part is the what, right? What are, what are we doing to not have right. that happen again? And then the third thing, Marty, after we figure out what did I do or not do, what are we doing about it now? Do we, are we ensure that everybody knows why? Why did we do it? Why did it fail? Why is why a are big we doing thing? And I think particularly guys in my position, you know, I started the business, it's my baby. I gloss over details. I go right to finishing sentences instead of looking. You're you're more of a systematic guy. You just finished law school. There's a cause for everything. Right. I, I have learned so much from you. I mean, it may sound strange, folks, even though I'm, almost, I'm basically old enough to be Vince's father, you've been a tremendous mentor to me in your area of expertise and what you've studied and learned from. The why is a big part. And we have found that when someone, and this this isn't just like at work, but this is at home. Like Clay Matil, my, my tremendous mentor that just passed away, used to say, your business is either your baby or your mistress. Make it your baby. And I said to him when he said that to me one time, well, what does that mean? He's like, the baby's about the why. Like there's nothing secretive about the baby. Like you're talking about the baby all the time. Right. The mistress is this big secret. Yeah. And your spouse, your family, your team, you know, there's a whole lot of mystery surrounding the business. And when we have found here at Grunder, for sure, when we tell people why we're doing things, we show them the financial why. We have, once in a while, have customers come in and talk to our team about, you know, it's one thing for me to tell the team they're great. Right. When we have a customer come in and tell them, they're like, wow, yeah. I didn't realize I was that. Yeah, you're that good. So the why is very powerful, isn't it? Yeah, and it allows people to to figure out where we're trying to get to. And then they might say, well, that's great, but can't we just do this? You might go, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Right? Why are we going to Florida? Well, they have oranges in Florida. Yeah. Well, they got oranges at Dorothy Lane Market right down right. the street. Can we right. just get them at Dorothy Lane Market? Right. I guess we could get them at Dorothy Lane Market. Right. I didn't think about that. Or right. I know why you would think that, but those aren't the type of oranges we want to get. Right? So that also allows them to understand because as you said, you're going, if we have a 10-step process, Marty's going from 1 to 10. I do that. Because you've it's already bad. filled in it's 2 bad. through 9 in your head. It's bad. And not everybody fills yeah. in 2 through 9. Thank God I'm aware of that now. And that's what I'm getting at with the why, folks, because not every, it's not your business. Like, I know I know more about Grunder Landscaping than anybody here, right? <laughs> True, yeah. So, like, everything just comes second nature. Well, why would you park the truck there? Isn't it obvious trucks don't go there? Well, it's my second day. No, it's not obvious. <laughs> right, it's yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. I'm going to put you on the spot. You and I have worked with literally hundreds and hundreds of owners and leaders of landscaping yep. companies in the almost 12 years we've been yeah. together. When you like close your eyes and you picture a, a owner of a landscaping company or a leader within a landscaping company, because both of those are very important. You and I wouldn't be here right now no, no. if we didn't have leaders and you are a leader and an owner. Okay. Absolutely. Well, what is the, like, if we close our eyes and picture the ideal entrepreneur, owner and leader of a landscaping company has a growth mindset, what's that look like? We got about five minutes left. 
I would think, and give me some leeway on the words I use, yeah. they are more focused on incremental success of their company okay. than these big, like, sweeping ah, interesting. changes or these you're big sweeping ideas that are going to get us to the next level. They I really see. are saying... Yep. Yesterday may not have been perfect. Today's going to be a little better. And if tomorrow's a little better than today, great point, Vince. We're going to be just So that's fine. kind of like you'd like to be a part, you'd rather be a part of an organization that has a bunch of small significant accomplishments than one that just gets one big one done every 18 correct. months. And the I, momentum and all that attitude correct. inside the organization. And I think that attitude, I'm not sure if it it's like the chicken or the egg. I don't know if you have a growth mindset so you are in the idea of incremental success is more common, or because you see the power of incremental success that gives you a growth mindset. Okay. I don't know which way that arrow points. Okay. But if you have incremental success as a daily thing in your company, it means you kind of understand the growth I mindset see what you're because saying. it means that you I've understand. I've never thought about it that way, and that's a great point. You're communicating what you did or yep. didn't do. You're solving the problem, and you're communicating the why. And you're staying positive. And you're staying positive yep. about things. And you say, hey, we didn't park the truck in the right place today. That's my fault. I should right. have told you where to park it. So let's add that on the map. And yep. oh, by the way, Ben, here's why we do it that way. And then the next day, the truck is parked correctly. And that's a small incremental win. So small incremental wins. What else? I'd say other than small incremental wins, it's having that type of mindset be pushed and propagated and be important to ownership and leadership but having that mindset go all the way down to the new team member who's starting tomorrow, and they know that their first day is not going to be perfect, and they know they're going to make mistakes, and they know they're going to have to learn how to do things, but because that mindset permeates not just with the owner, but with their team leader and their manager and their operations manager up to the owner, that we all have the same answer to that question. Yep. And that there's not a surprise when something goes wrong. Everyone's going to ask themselves the same three questions. Everyone's right. going to say it's okay to get better. Right. Owners and leaders of companies forget that they got to this point by making mistakes and they got to this point by bumping yep. their arms and yep. scraping their elbows and hitting their chin and being in a front yard with an unhappy customer and saying, this doesn't feel so good. I got to get better at it. But all those things are little opportunities for them to get better. So if we're not allowing our team, again, even the first guy on his first or second day or girl first or second day on their job to make a mistake and recover from it, we're robbing them of ever getting the skills that we're going to yeah. have. So that starts with the owner, but it's got to permeate all the way down. So when we're talking about growth mindset, a great example of a growth mindset are Annette and Ryan McCarthy at RJ Lawn and Landscape. No doubt about it. Des Moines, Iowa. That's where we're going to go grow 2024, February 6th, 7th, and 8th. I just got back from there yesterday, and I'm going to be show a little vulnerability. I, I would be very frustrated if somebody was part of our peer group and came to grow and Marty and Vince were taking credit for their success. Because, be honest, give me a break, okay? Yeah, Marty and Vince, you showed me some things, okay? And being in your community or environment was tremendously inspirational and some guidance, great, but I'm the one that did the work. Um, that's not how they are, no. and I'm not taking credit for their work. But what no. I'm saying is, like, when I look at where they are now versus where they were when I first went and saw them, I think it was eight years ago. Yeah. I can't even I can't even describe to you the progress that they've made. And they have a growth mindset. Annette and Ryan don't blame other people for their failures. Annette and Ryan recently just did an acquisition that between the time it was presented to them and the time they closed on it, you would know better than I was. Uh, it was 90 like days. The blink of an eye. Yeah, 90 days. So quick. It's going to turn out to be a great thing for them. 
You go in their office, there's a positive vibe, people are smiling, there's movement. You mentioned a raging river, and what Vince is referencing there is there's three kinds of workplaces. Right. There's the stagnant pond where people just go in there, they're never fired, they just yeah. it stinks, there's no movement, you don't want to be around it. There's the raging river, which is, you know, Fun it sounds for like a day. Yeah, yeah. maybe not even a day <laughs> yeah. where you're like, this is just too much chaos. And then there's that Disney World babbling brook when you're in an inner tube floating down the lazy river. Yeah. That's what you want. And when I was at Ryan and Annette's, I just looked around and we went to dinner. I said, you know, I don't want to take credit for your success, but like, I'm so proud of you as friends, like what you're doing with this business. You know them better than I do because oh, yeah. of how much you work. Yeah. What about Ryan and Annette is a growth mindset? I, for them, you hit the nail on the head first is leadership. And all the things that Ryan and Annette eight years ago thought they had to do on their own because nobody else can do it as well as me Bingo. and I'm the expert and Bingo. not because they were arrogant, but because they didn't want to dump on their team and they wanted to continue to be successful. I did the same thing, Vince. So they thought, why would I give this to somebody else? I already know how to do it. I'm already good at doing it. How I'll come just, they're not just doing it themselves? I'll do it right. and I'll do a great job at it. And then I, again, to give them a ton of credit, they have just learned that number one, they have an awesome staff of young professionals between probably 28 and 35. Right. They want the ball. Right. And they want to run with it. Right. And they want to go score touchdowns. Right. And Ryan and Nett have done a great job of letting out significant things like snow operations to people in their team that can run it and are excited about it. And so they have just really learned that they used to judge themselves. I never told them this. This is the first time they're going to hear this too. They probably used to judge themselves on how well of a company they were running and what they contributed to it. I think now they judge themselves on the future leaders they're creating at that's their company. Right. That's right. And what they're empowering their team to do. It now. was funny when Emily, Emily and I went in there for a visit yesterday, or actually it was two days ago, Annette couldn't see us yet because she was in with a group training. Yeah. And I just was watching them through the glass windows and I could see her. She was showing them. I thought when they came out, apparently it was two of the new people that came over in the acquisition and she was talking to them about the culture and how they do things. And and I just said, that's awesome. And she said, well, how would they know what to do if I don't tell them? <laughs> right. You know, and it's little minor things yeah, like that. That's great. So we've been talking about a growth mindset here on The Grow Show, powered by Steel. Vince, anything before we wrap it up? No, leave yourself with these questions again, as we already have given you. What did I do or not do that allowed this result to happen? Did I give the team member, the client, the vendor clear expectations about what I was expecting? Did I get the right people involved? Marty and I can have a conversation all day long about grow. If we don't involve the other parties involved to grow, right. we might it's as well never have had the conversation, right. right? And then finally, just, you know, what could I have done better, right? What could I have done to make this not be an issue again? Communicate the why to your team, and you'll be on your way to having a growth mindset as well. Growth mindset. And, and you can develop one because I'm not sure I had one when I first met you, if I'm going to be honest. I did at times, but I had a lot of those false narratives in my head. I was looking more for who was to blame rather than what. And as Seth has also taught us, you know, when something bad happens, he says good. And so at, at first you're like, what are you talking about? How can it be good that COVID happened? Well, we can't change COVID. So something good from, and he's right. Yeah. It is a mindset. Yeah. And speaking of growth mindsets, I can't think of a better way to develop your growth mindset than to join us February 6th, 7th, and 8th. Des Moines, Iowa, RJ Lawn and Landscape. Des Moines is a cool town. Yeah, people will love it. Miles of enclosed skywalks. You Once you get there, folks, get your parka to get from the airport into the Uber. And then 
there's shuttles and everything else. But once you're there, really, you're not going to be freezing. No, you're going to have a great experience. We've got over 35 breakout sessions, a tour of a great $10 million plus company. It's very well balanced. It's and relatable. Low, construction, maintenance, lawn care, very relatable ownership. You'll have a great time in Des Moines. We know that. You you, you that have been to the event know that as well. So we'll see So you I'm going to guess you're going to be there. I'll be there. I think I might go too. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, folks. Until the next time, this has been Marty and Vince on The Grow Show. Have a great week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.